exciting episode of the Hashtag Wednesday Match Play, and I almost forgot to tweet this, so I need to make sure that people at home are watching. We have a bunch of questions tonight, and I, I literally, I say this every week. One of these days, I'm just going to stop. I'm, maybe next week. Maybe I just don't even write questions next week, because the team at Eat Sleep Golf, the presenting sponsor of the Hashtag Wednesday Match Play, sends so many questions. I don't even know why I bother. But I'm going to ask a few of mine tonight, because I've got some good ones, because I've known this lady for a long time on Twitter, and it's funny that we both reside in well, reside resided. I resided in Scottsdale, and she's she's in Texas right now. She played a golf course today that was so good she couldn't remember the name of it a little bit ago. But I'm excited to one meet her kinda via you know the internet. So it's fun that you know her and I have known each other on Twitter for the longest time. She is fantastic with Twitter. She's really good on Instagram. I'm gonna find out before the night's over which she prefers, Twitter or Instagram. I think she's gonna say Instagram, but I'm not sure. And I'm excited, too, because it's not Amanda, and I swear, like, I don't even know why for the longest time, like, it's blatantly not Amanda Christensen, so I'm going to stop saying that, and maybe you change your name, maybe one day you're just like, you know what, forget it, I'm just going to change my name, <laughs> Armana Christensen is with us, she's a professional golfer on her way to the LPGA Tour, and I'm excited to learn more about her journey and just figure out what it takes to go from somebody beating balls on a range to playing on the tour. And she's got some experience on the Symmetra tour. She's got a lot of experience with the Cactus tour, which we're going to learn more about. But Armada, welcome to the Hashtag Wednesday Match Play. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. This is going to be fun. And the half an hour is going to fly by. So let's just jump right into it. And I, it's so funny. So I watch a lot of YouTube, right? And Philip DeFranco yeah. is somebody I watch a lot of. And he, he starts every episode the exact same way. And I'm trying to do that with the hashtag Wednesday Match Play. And yeah. he always says, let's just exactly. jump into it. So I, I was like, wow, this is really professional. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. how'd you get started in golf? Like, where did this journey begin? I mean, you just pick so, up the clubs one day and say, I'm going to go be a pro? Yeah, you know, I am from Nebraska originally, um, and so I played every other sport imaginable. I played softball, basketball, I'm bad at basketball, um, track, I'm a black belt in taekwondo, I, I mean everything. And then right before high school, my parents were like, you know, let's pick up golf as a family so we can just like go hang out. And then after a little bit, they were like, you're kind of good at this. You should pick this as your sport for high school. And I started freshman year with golf, shot like 105 my first tournament. And by the time I hit my senior year, I won state and set a couple records. So I was like, okay, I think this is it. <laughs> so yeah, and I stayed in school in Nebraska for college, finished up there, graduated early and was like, I don't think I want to go work. I think I just want to go play golf. So I want to do that. Yeah. I know. I go play golf. <laughs> yeah. So over the years, you've had the chance to play a lot of golf courses, especially being in Scottsdale. There's a ton of good golf courses in Scottsdale. What are some of your favorite courses, kind of nation and worldwide, that you like to play whenever you whenever you have the chance? Sure. Um, I really in Scottsdale area. I really enjoy playing DC Ranch. It's a hard course, and they always pick it for the U.S. Open qualifier, which is kind of a bummer. Like my most favorite part to play is the practice round. Um, <laughs> because um, US Open qualifier, I have to play 36 in one day. So it's just kind of grueling. But the course is absolutely stunning. Um, in California, I've gotten to play um, like Wilshire Country Club, LA Country Club. Those have been really beautiful views of the city. Um, I've gotten to play on Maui before where they used to hold the Mercedes Open. And that is just that was beautiful. Ocean views on every hole. I just 
you can't beat that. So you you should say more Troon courses because you do realize I work for Troon and there's about twenty five you know of them in Scottsdale. I don't know if I played a Troon course. Oh come on, Shirley Whirlwind or okay, Quintero. I played Whirlwind. Yes. Troon Country Club, Fire Rock. All right, Whirlwind. Whirlwind is, is it's still my home course, even though I played Tiburon about four times a week. I still consider really? Whirlwind my home course. Now, Brady Wilson at Auction Southern Dunes is going to be mad for me saying that because they were my original home course. True North was my original home course, and then Southern Dunes, and then Whirlwind. So I like to say that Southern Dunes is my summer home course. So yeah. it's so hard to pick. Well, and I just got, um, I am now a brand ambassador for Four Links. And so they have Troon North on their Four Links account. So I'm really looking forward to using that and going to play Troon. You haven't played there yet? No. Oh, go tomorrow. It Well, not tomorrow. Well, I'm out of town I mean. traveling for like four weeks. <laughs> so True North is, the first time you play there, the Monument course is closed right now, I believe, for renovations. But the first time you play, play the Pinnacle course. I prefer the Monument from a playability standpoint. The yeah. Pinnacle course is like as good as it gets views wise. There's some just ridiculous holes, but play pinnacle. And if you're up to it, play pinnacle, have lunch, play monument and get them both out of the way at one time. Cause yeah, pretty see, special place. Sounds like a good idea to me. <laughs> so tell me about your GoFundMe page. What's that all about? Okay. So, um, I put it up specifically to just fund Q school. Um, last year I turned pro January, 2016, um, I waited a few years because I wanted to see if I could actually make money playing golf. <laughs> um, and so I was like, okay, I think I'm scoring well enough where I, I can make money. And last year I broke even for the year. As a mini tour player, that is like what you're shooting for. <laughs> um, so I was, I was happy with that. Um, I paid for half of Q school with my parents' help. They paid the other half. Um, so I was really lucky. But it was – it was hard to pay that much money um, for an event that you have no chance of winning any money. Um, so all I'm trying to do is pay for the chance to play for my card. Um, and it's a huge amount. Um, the, what I was asking for, the 7000 only covers the entry fee costs. Um, yeah, so because um, it'll be 5500 for entry fees, and then I'll have a prep event that is – 560 um, and then it covers GoFundMe's um, costs that they take from it. So I was not asking for travel fees or expenses or anything. So I was just trying to make it a little easier on myself um, <laughs> to go to Q School and just have one less thing to think about, um, trying to play other tournaments um, afterwards and maybe travel a little bit more. And I'm hoping to get into some Symmetra events after Q School. Um, and not having to pay for all of Q school would really help with the travel expenses to get to Symmetra. So that's great. Yeah. That's a cool way to use that solution for, for helping yeah. something like that. So you Absolutely. play golf in college. Where did you play and what was that experience like? Um, so I played for Creighton University my first year in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, it was a Division I private school. Um, and then I transferred after my freshman year to University of Nebraska, Omaha, not the Huskers, the Mavericks. Um, <laughs> always get that. But I played there for two and a half years, and then I graduated early my senior year. Um, 
that was a division two and they were making the switch to division one my senior year. So we couldn't even compete for regionals, um, which was kind of a bummer. But um, I graduated early because I didn't love my college experience um, with golf at either schools. It happens. It's kind of 50-50, I think, with golfers. I run into girls who are like, I loved my college experience. It was so awesome. I love my team and my coach. And then there's the other half of us who are like, yeah, I'd rather not go back. So <laughs> I uh, transferred the first year because of issues with my coach trans and graduated my senior year early because of the same reason. So so I went initially to a school to play golf. And then when I got yeah. there, I asked the coach, you know, we were talking about golf. And, and when he said, I don't play golf. And I said, you what? And he was the NAIA coach of the year for like eight years in a row. And he doesn't play golf. He was a really good van driver. That's what he was. Yeah. So yeah. I'm on the, I didn't love my college experience. And then I transferred to Purdue, got a couple of degrees and don't use them. So, and I'm back in the golf business. So yeah. go figure. I'm like, I have a college degree and I use it for myself. Yeah, exactly. Mine's hanging <laughs> on the wall. It looks pretty degree. hanging on the wall. <laughs> so what's the cactus tour? I know what it is because I'm from Scottsdale, but everybody yeah. at home watching might not. So Cactus Tour is a women's professional mini tour. Um, so if you don't have status on Symmetra, this is your next best option to continue to compete as a professional and try to make money and still you know, stay competitive throughout the entire year. Um, Mike Brown has been, he's a tour director. Um, he's been a really big part of my professional golf career because I literally wouldn't be playing all year round if it weren't for his tour. Um, Cause I have partial status on Symmetra, but there's so many girls playing it right now that I, you know, I'm like 50th on the alternate list this whole month. So yeah. So thankful to, uh, to Mike for getting some tournaments. He probably has like 25 for the year. So, I yeah. think what I heard you say there was we need to get him on the hashtag Wednesday match play to talk about the cactus tour. I'm just saying, you like, totally that'd be a good segue. Like, look how good the yeah. aim. Okay, so yeah. I'm all about branding. I love your logo. Who designed that? That's pretty fantastic. My mom did, actually. No way. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> My mom did. So it was pretty cool. I kind of like had an idea. I was like, mom, this kind of thinking about this. And then she, you know, drew it up and designed it. And then. Yeah, and then I've been putting it on everything because I love it. <laughs> it's on your golf bag too, so it's. I mean, your website's oh fantastic, but it's on, it's on so your golf bag. Covers. I'm like, I should put it on my backpack, and you know, where else can I put this thing? So <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, yeah. so each of golf sends in a bunch of questions, and a couple of that I've already asked are from them. I'm gonna ask a couple more. How can people at home watching support your journey from where you are today to the LPGA Tour? Um. Well. Specifically supporting me, um, you know, following me on my social media is a huge thing for me. I'm really um, active and I am very social with the people who follow me because um, I always wanted to keep that. I never wanted to be like this thing over here that you can't ever talk to. Um, so if people send me a comment and ask a question about what I'm doing, I always respond. Um, I respond to a lot of direct messages as long as they're golf related. Put that. <laughs> if they ask me golf questions or want to talk to me about golf, I'm all for it. Um, so I that is 
huge. I love when people, you know, write to me and they tell me, you know, I was thinking about this and I think about what you said and I want to talk about it. Cool. Let's talk about it. Um, so it's such an awesome feeling. And then of course, if, if they want to do more than that, helping me on my GoFundMe would be the next best thing. Um, so. I'll make sure a link to that is in the description below. So people that are watching this after um, the fact on YouTube, see that link and have the chance to maybe help you on your way to the LPG. Well, thank you. So your lowest competitive round is a 68, which is, that's pretty good. Now yeah. let's flip that. What's your highest competitive round? And I know I don't want to, I don't want to talk about high rounds. That's like a full paw, but what's your highest competitive round to date? I want to say it's like 83. That's not bad. I thought you were going to say like 94 or something. Oh no, I haven't shot 94 in a, in a long time. <laughs> Everybody at home, she's not bragging. She's just a really good player. So. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> That's fine. I'm not shot. I, I, until I got to Florida, my index went up like seven shots when I got to Florida. So before we I'm went sure. live, we were talking about how much I love Florida and my index skyrocketed. It's finally on its way back down. I've figured uh -huh. out how to adjust to the humidity. But now when I play golf, I spend like an hour, hour and a half warming up. Like I roll some putts, I hit balls, I, I scratch like the whole nine yards. What's your pre-round routine typically look like? Uh, okay, so I get to the course. I try to do an hour and 10 minutes. Um, the 10 minutes is for when I finish up the time to get to the first tee to wait. Um, so my entire warm-up takes an hour. Um, I uh, stretch a little bit. I start off with putting. Um, I have a kind of a routine with putting. I start with specific short putts and then move my way to lag putts, go to chipping for another 15, 20 minutes. I go 60 degree, 56, 52, and I go through my, my wedges and practice that. Then I go to the range 30 minutes. I go pitching wedge through my driver, and then I end on the club that I'm going to start on the tee with. So I always have a good feeling when I go to the tee because I've just hit that club and then I'm off. So Awesome. I always love knowing what people's pre shot, like pre round and pre shot routines are like, because everybody's so different. And yeah, absolutely. And I, just, I love hearing that. So, <laughs> if golf wants to know what's your schedule look like. I mean, you got you're in Texas right now for a few weeks. What's your schedule for the rest of the summer look like? Yeah. So this week I'm in Mansfield, Texas, playing a cactus tour event. Next week is the Texas Women's Open. Um, so I'll be playing that. That's in Arlington. Um, the week after is. Humble, Texas, which is basically Houston, um, and we're playing the Golf Club of Houston uh, for another Cactus Tour event. And then I'm back to Arizona for five days before I go to uh, Palm Springs. It's my Q School prep event playing at Mission Hills. Uh, then I travel. The west of Mission Hills? Um, it's both. It'll probably be the Dinosaur Course at Mission okay. Hills and then the Westin. Because the um, Westin is a Truden property. Oh, well, there you go. Well, I do like that course, so. Yeah, it is. It's a fantastic yeah. golf course. I like the Mission Hills courses, all of them, actually. Um, and then I am going to California. I am playing in the Long Beach Open, um, so I'll be there for that. Uh, I would like to play the PGA Championship of Canada. Uh, that's the week after, or two weeks after, but up in the air. It kind of depends on how well I play the next three or four weeks. <laughs> See if I have well, the funds for it. <laughs> the guys from Eat Sleep Golf will appreciate that because they're north of the border. So they're a Canadian company. And those, those guys can appreciate that. Yeah. Now, 
you said that you have partial status on the Symmetra Tour and that you're 50th on the alternate list. Yep. What does that mean to have partial status? Like, do you guarantee yourself into some events or do you have to wait every week? Like, what's, what's partial status mean? Yeah, so um, I went to Q School last year and I missed second stage by one stroke. Um, so that was <laughs> a bummer. Make more <laughs> birdies? I mean, I'm sorry. Heartbreaking. <laughs> well, I had a three putt in my last four holes and that is always the one I think about. Um, but otherwise, I played pretty decent. Um, but that means that I finished stage one, but did not go on to stage two. It only granted me partial, uh, uh, what's it called, status <laughs> on the Symmetra tour. Uh, so I have to literally put my name on the list and wait every week uh, to see if I'm in an event. It could be three days before before I find out if I'm in an event across the country uh so yeah that, that, <laughs> it's yeah, a little pressure there yeah <laughs> so um i like for example i did get into a symmetra event this year already but i did not know about it they did not tell me that i was in it because i was 50th on the wait list and then a huge storm came through it was in northern california and so a bunch of people withdrew. Guess who got into the event? <laughs> 50 people withdrew from this event. I got in and I was supposed to just be there on the first tee the day it started. <laughs> and so I wasn't and they had to withdraw me and I did have a fine for it, which was kind of disappointing. But um, yeah, it's so from then on, I was like, okay, I'm only gonna enter the events if I know I can make it there. <laughs> Wow. That's like, I mean, pressure on pressure. Now, yeah, speaking yeah. of pressure, I'm, I, I, again, I'm not trying to bring up bad memories, but your best finish is a T1 that you lost in a playoff. And I have to know, like, when you're in a playoff, yeah. obviously you're, you're right there in, in, the, in the mix. What was that experience like, and what did you learn from having lost that playoff? Yeah, so it was – first it was really nice to feel like I was back in contention. Um, you know – professional golfers, it's, you know, rare that you win. You you have to get really comfortable and good at not winning, <laughs> like feeling wise, because there's only one every week out of 144 players, right? So, um, of course, you want to win. That's the idea. Um, but there's only one. So I worked my way back to the confidence level where I felt like I could win every week. And so I went out there and I felt really good about it. And I played my last round at even par while the other girls fell back. And so that's how I got myself into the playoff. So I felt really confident going into the playoff hole. And really what it comes down to is my mom caddies for me and she knows my game really well. And she told me what club to hit from the fairway. I hit my tee shot right down the middle of the fairway. Um, and I, she told me what club she thought I should hit. And I said, no, I think I've got some adrenaline going, so I'm going to club down. And I put it in the bunker before the green. <laughs> Listen to and your I mom. Turned, I turned to my mom. I was like, you were totally right. That's <laughs> should awesome. listen to you. <laughs> well, at least so, you learned something. Now you listen to your mom. When she tells you to hit exactly. a seminar, you hit a seminar. I know. And it wasn't even that far. She told me to hit a nine and I hit a pitching wedge and it was just like, 
it was a good swing. It just didn't make it there. And then, you know, didn't get up and down. The other girl, I was, it was with two other girls in the playoff. One of them had an issue and the other one just put it on the green and all she had to do was two putts. So I kind of just handed it to her, uh, which was a little disappointing, but now I listen to my mom and I'm a little bit more aware of how I'm feeling going (laughs) to a playoff next time. So so fitness is a big part of your life, obviously. Troon has yeah. a fitness initiative called Troon Fit, and I work out as much as I do anything. So I can appreciate that. What's your fitness routine look like? We talked about your pre-round routine. Do you work out three, four, five nights a week? Or like, what's that What's that look like? Um, so I have shifted working out, like what I do for workouts, because I get kind of bored easily. Uh, so I really like doing bar classes. I've really gotten into cycling recently. Um, That was a big addition for me because I also work with a trainer in California um, for fitness golf. Uh, So when I'm there, I work work with Josh um, a couple times a week. And so we work on very specific golf-related exercises with weights and body weight and stretching um, to specifically help what I need to work on. Last time, my left glute wasn't firing enough, so that's what we (laughs) worked on. You're not allowed to use Tiger's excuse. Like, you can't go using the glutes aren't firing excuse. No, you know, that's what Josh said, so it's his words. Um, <laughs> so now what so that, we were, though, is that, that verifies that Tiger's glutes may have not been firing when he used that excuse. So exactly. see, it's all real. It's all right. cool. But um, when I was talking with Josh, you know, one of the rounds I played, I was like, you know, I finished and I was really tired. Like, I don't want to feel tired when I finish my round after I'm done walking. I wasn't even carrying my bag. And so he's like, you know, there's a specific ty- type of endurance that you need to work on. It's not just like going out and running. that's not going to help. It needs to be like basically interval training with running. And so I was like, okay, what's an easy way? Cause I'm, it's difficult for me to motivate myself when I'm by myself to do that. And I'm on the road. So what do I do? (laughs) So I was like, okay, I'm going to do cycling classes because I can drop in. It's got that interval training. So it's really helped with my endurance. So, um, and I'll take those exercises that I work on with Josh and all like I went to the gym yesterday, um, last night before I, you know, finished up my day and did some of the exercises we worked on and did a light jog and some good stretching because I get really tight on my right side. So um, yeah, so it just kind of shifts and varies depending on what I my body feels like and what I'm trying to work on. When I run outside, like to motivate myself, I'll run as far away from home as I possibly can, knowing that when yeah. I get there and I'm tired, I'm like crap, now I got to go back. So exactly. then I'm mad that I'm that far away. I'm four miles from home. And I'm like, now I got to run yeah. back because I don't want to be away from home. So I can. Yeah. Well, that's good so, motivation. <laughs> yeah. And I listen to music too. I don't know. I mean, I assume you listen to music when you're working out. Like the, the music really does like help me power through stuff. Yeah. Whether I'm working out harder, I feel like I am when I'm listening to, to music. Oh, absolutely. So in your career to date, what is the most memorable experience or thing that you've accomplished in your career? Um, man, I'm not sure. I mean, memorable thing to date in my golf career. I don't know. There's, it feels like there's a bunch of little things and I just haven't, um, 
I'm waiting for that big thing to happen in my career right now. Perhaps this interview will inspire your first win. So go out there yeah. and get a win. And then it will be Eat Sleep Golf's fault because they're the ones who asked that question. So that would be great. I'm like, that's a really hard one. I'm like, well, I thought I was doing well at Q school. I was like actually really happy with how I was playing, but then I didn't make it through. So. <laughs> at least you're positive about it. It's not like you're bitter and upset. Like No, you know what? The first thing I did was, well, I finished my round. I was one of the first tee times. So I had to wait for like five hours to find out that I wasn't going to go on to the next stage um, before I could go home. And uh, I was in the car and I just like, my dad had caddy for me that week. And I just like let it out. I cried. Okay. And then I was like, all right, it's done. Like it's over. I just got to move on to the next thing. And I like wrote a post to Instagram and Facebook. And I told everyone what happened. I was like, here it is. I'm okay. I'm moving on. Like <laughs> this is, you know, just what happens in golf. So so your golf bag is kind of mixed. You got a tailor-made driver, you have Callaway Woods, you have a Titleist putter. Like, why not just one brand? And how did you figure out what clubs you wanted to use? Like, I mean, I got a mixed bag too. I have a yeah, Callaway yeah. driver. I've got Mizuno irons and hybrid Odyssey putter. My putter is, I, when I was 16, I bought a two-ball putter and yeah. it's still in my bag. Like, so you know, like, why, I, how did you pick what you got? I love that two ball. I had that in high school. It was awesome. Um, so last year I made the switch with my putter. Um, I was playing all tailor-made. I had everything tailor-made, including my putter. Um, I was playing the Corza Ghost um, putter. And it, I changed it right after Q school. I just didn't make enough putts. I was really unhappy with it. And I was like, this just feels off. And so I went to hot sticks actually. And uh, I was like, I need to get a putter fitting. I need to see what's going on with this putter. Um, the one I have now has a lot of weight on it, uh, which is very different than the core of the ghost. So it was a very specific reason that I ended up with that putter. Um, and then we fit it to me. So it took a, you know about an hour or two to get that putter fitted. Uh, and then over the off season, I was like, you know, it's probably time that I switch out my equipment. It's been a few years. Um, Callaway was helping me out a little bit, but not with my driver. So that's why I ended up not getting a Callaway Epic. Um, all my irons, wedges, woods are Callaway. Um, and I got those fitted for all of those. It probably took about, oh, 10 hours. My whole bag probably took about 24 hours to get it completely fitted um, with all, all that we did to it. But I got all those things ready. And so I tried out the Epic driver. And the first time I hit it, I was like, no, I don't like this. Didn't like the way it sounded. I put in like 10 different shafts, wasn't feeling it. So I hit the M1. I was like, this is it. So so I'm not, I mean, I was telling you that Callaway might be coming on board and helping partner with the Golf Radio Network. Callaway yes. is Truden's preferred vendor for equipment in the United States. I play Callaway Driver, and I yeah. did play a Callaway 3-wood. I've got a tailor-made 3-wood in the bag now. When I hit the Epic, the sound is what I didn't like yeah. to begin with. It just, it yeah. sounds like nothing. 
And right. I hate it's to say dead. that because, it, you know, a couple of guys, our head professional and our director of golf play Callaway, and they both love the driver. And I'm not yeah. saying that I wouldn't love it if I had the right shaft in it, but, like, the sound is just – and I play a Callaway double black diamond. And, yeah. like, the sound of the Epic is, like, just, like, a thud. And yeah. whether it mm -hmm. goes further or not, I can totally relate to that. So yeah. I got a little Taylor made in the bag now, so – I know. Well, I did retry the Epic like two weeks ago outside and it felt much better, but I had a different shaft in it, one that I can't afford, but it was. <laughs> so I'll be honest, I hit my, the first time I hit it, I hit three different shafts and three different heads and the shaft that I liked the best. I was like, what shaft is this? And he's like, oh yeah, it's the senior shaft. And I'm like, really? I moved to Naples and now I'm playing senior shafts? Awesome. <laughs> Thanks for that Callaway guy. So well, I, 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 I had to have an entire carbon fiber molded shaft that's not available in the United States right now in order for me to be like, yeah, I really like this driver. So thousand dollars. <laughs> it was eighteen hundred actually. Oh my god, that's about what I paid for my car. Um, so uh, I told you this was going to fly by. One more question before we jump into the back nine. On your website, which is an awesome website, you have a newsletter sign-up. How many people are in your database and how often are you emailing them updates? That's a horrible question because no one signs up for my newsletter. <laughs> I would say, like, it's right there. Like, you land on the website and it's like, boom, sign up for I mean, my, my It's newsletter. amazing. I mean, I think it's just easier for people to follow me on Instagram and Twitter and everything because I post so much there. Um, but yeah, like no one signs up for the newsletter, but I know people are going to my website because I have the analytics on my Instagram. I'm like, I know you guys are clicking on it. That's awesome. Well, that's, I'm going to go sign up right now. So you have somebody to email. I love it. Thank you. All right. So first off, thank you so much for coming on the show. This is awesome yeah. to know about you and your career and your journey. And when you make it to the LPGA, we'll have you back on as a LPGA tour player. Um, we actually might have an LPGA tour coming up later this season. Um, Scott from Eat Sleep Golf, wink, wink. Let's get something from the LPGA on board. Before I let you go, we have this segment called the back nine. It's just nine fun, random golf questions. You ready for your back nine? Sure. Do you listen to music while you play golf? No, I don't. What? No? Oh, why? I, I don't either, but why? Yeah, um, you know, I... It has to, I, it gets me out of my tempo. And then I also, um, it's kind of like the theory where when you're taking a test, you practice in the same environment that you would take a test. So as for me, when I go play golf and when I practice, I, you know, don't want to wear things that I wouldn't normally wear or listen to things that I couldn't normally listen to on the golf course. So, and I like to hear the ball when I hit it. <laughs> I am, I'm with you. Like I don't play as well when I listen to music. Like I, I, when I go to the putting, putting green, I'm like, oh, I'm going to throw on my earbuds and I don't yeah. because I want to hear right. it. Exactly. Yeah. Who's your favorite LPGA tour player? Cause you're going to be one of them soon. Who, who are you looking up to? Yeah. You know, I, um, gosh, there's so many good players on there right now. I really like following Michelle Wee's journey. Um, I think, you know, she started out so strong and then really kind of went through a struggle period, but she's really coming back and she just seems like she's in a really good place, like personally. And um, so I, I really like that because I'm like, oh, she seems really chill and like laid back, but she's still in it every week. Um, and then Danielle Kane's the same way. And so I'm so happy when she won um, this last 
this last major I was so happy for her. So it was really cool to see. It's just, they just seem like nice people. And I'm like, I just want to be one of those nice people. <laughs> well, you are. Well, you are. Well, thanks. If you say 150 yards, I'm gonna. Be, I'm gonna. If you say 150 yards, I'm gonna be sad. But how far do you hit your seven iron? I hit my seven iron 159 yards. Ooh, 159, not 158, not 160. No, that's a very good number. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, what is your favorite golf movie? My favorite golf movie. Ooh, um, I really like The Greatest Game Ever Played. Really? Yeah. That's a, that's a good new answer. If you said Legend of Bagger Vance, I was going to be mad because nobody's ever said that and meant it. But yeah, I right. mean that's that's a good one. But I I mean I like the greatest game ever played. I think it's I mean Ten Cup and Happy Gilmore is pretty good, and and Caddyshack is a classic. Like it's before my time. I know. I don't, I don't know how old you are, but it's probably before your time too. But like I'm it's a classic. Seven. It's before my time. I mean, I like watching them, but I also I don't know what it is about like a calming golf movie when I look at it and I'm like, they're playing a competitive round and I can round and I can just, just I can feel what they're feeling in it, and I I just I like that. So you have to choose only one: Twitter or Instagram. Probably. I like that it's like a hard like a hard I question. I know. Well, the thing is, is I, I probably would say Instagram because I'm more active on there. Um, but Twitter's way easier. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good answer. Now, based on your photos on Instagram, I'm assuming I know the answer to this, and I'm assuming that it's pink, but what's your favorite color? Yeah, um, I would probably normally say it's blue. But Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just... I don't know what happened with the pink. Like it started, and then I was like, "Well, I'm just gonna keep going with it." So. That's awesome. Yeah. So you're go back to Twitter real quick. Your header photo. It's an awesome looking golf hole, and I feel like I've played it. But what course is that? Yeah, that is Eagle Mountain. It's. I thought it was Eagle Mountain because I'm pretty sure I've been right in that water before. Yep, it's 18 on Eagle Mountain. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's, let's tell me more about how. I hit it right on the tee. Now, Tiger is like pretty much everything. And he's why I watch golf. He's why I play golf. And he's yeah. all around the room. Be careful how you answer this because I feel like we've become quick friends here. But do you think Tiger breaks Jack's record? Why or why not? Um, you know, I am a huge Tiger fan. And I think I always will be. Um, I End of interview. We're done. No more. That's it. That's I all you have to say. Without hope that, you know, I still have a feeling that he's going to come back. Throughout all of this, I still think Tiger's going to come back and he's going to just play amazing and I'm going to see it happen again because it was awesome watching it growing up. And I just can't imagine him not coming back and doing it again. So That's a good answer. I like that. And I, I think that – and I've thought this for the longest time and I still do. I'm not done. Until he tells me he's done, I'm not done. And right. not that he's going to like text me and be like, Hey Ricky, I'm going to retire tomorrow. Like the whole Taylor made announcement. And like, and I, regardless of what happened with the DUI and his, you know, his rehab that I, and if he really went to rehab, I'm not sure he did. Cause it was like four days, but whatever <laughs> happened first off, that's none of our business. But second off, if he comes back and can get back and win a golf tournament, let alone win a major, I think that's one of the biggest comeback stories in professional sports. But Absolutely. Chip Essick from the PGA was on this show a few few months ago, and, and I asked the exact same question, and I will until Tiger retires. And he said that if he wins one more, 
he breaks the record. And to hear that, that if he wins one more major, he breaks the record. And that's all he needs. And granted, it was 2008 when he won his last one. I get it. It's been a while. Guess what? The last time he was healthy, the last season he was healthy, he finished second in two of the three majors that he contended in. And he right. won five times on tour. I know. Forget how to play golf. He's been yeah. hurt since that. So all of the haters, I can't wait until he wins so I can just sit back and say, shut I'm up. in the same boat. Yeah, he's the GOAT, and that's just all there is to it. All right, yep. your final question of your hashtag Wednesday match play is what's next? I mean, a couple of weeks in Texas, but after that, what's next for you and your career? Yeah, so um, I'm just basically getting ready for Q School. I uh, I signed up officially this morning. Um, Q School is the last week in August, so I'm going back. Uh, a plan to go all the way through this time. So, um, And then after that, it's just – crossing my fingers and hoping I'm getting into some Symmetra events uh, for the rest of the year so I can at least improve my status through there as well. So that's kind of what the plan is. That's awesome. Well, we will be following along at home, and I look forward to seeing what happens and what transpires on Twitter. Like I said, I've known you for like three years, only through Twitter, but it's nice to finally put a face to a name and, and a face yeah. to a tweet. This episode's going to live on YouTube. It's also going to be on Facebook and Twitter and East Soup Golf's website. Now that it's a part of the Golf Radio Network, it's going to be on SoundCloud. It's going to be on Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, via podcast. So check it out there. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And as always, on the hashtag Wednesday Match Plays, you have to remember to eat, sleep, sleep, 